Hey everybody, welcome back. We are the Castros. I'm Andrew Castro. And I am Adam Castro. We are happy to be back with our first official episode. Our first yes, official this episode. Is, this is our first episode. The last one, that, that wasn't an episode. That was practice. Not for us, for you guys. So you can get used to the kind of stuff we're going to be serving up for you guys every, every week, every other week, whatever we decide to make these. Yeah, and rest assured, it's going to get better. It can only go uphill from zero. That's why that was zero. <laughs> And this is one. So we hope that you are uh, going to stick around with us for a long time and enjoy our content. Because <laughs> it will get better. We've, we promise. We do promise. We have gotten some positive feedback from episode zero zero, And we, we thought we would take the, the time to actually put subject matter to this, this uh, next episode. Yeah. We're going to be talking about the top five things to do during quarantine. Because yeah. we know everybody's been hit pretty hard. Uh, people are having to stay at home not go out as much, uh, not see friends, family, depending on where you live. That sounds awesome. And we, talking about. <laughs> I know to you and me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, but we, we want to we give you hope. We want to help you fill that void, fill that time give you some, that you're losing some being stuck at home. Pandemic pastimes, if you will. Some pandemic pastimes. Yes. The lockdown lifestyle, if you will. Of what to of what you should be doing, or at least what we've seen a lot of other people doing during this time. Now, so, we're, we're we we said on episode zero zero that we are Christians. We see everything through a Christian viewpoint. So, honorary number one on this list: prayer, reading the Bible, watching church on YouTube. If that's what your church is doing right now, one hundred percent. We were making up this list, and of course, we were thinking of all the things that you would be thinking of. And after making our top five, we're like, you know what, what really should be the focus of, of uh, what we do during this time is growing closer to God. Um, but with that being said, we'll, we'll tackle that a little bit after, after we talk about everything else, but just want to make it clear. Like that is without even being said, should be the number one thing that everyone should be uh, focused on right now. Um, but uh, as far as our top five and what we want to talk about today, um, Number one, Andrew, kick us off. Very contrary to our literally previous statement, Netflix and chill. We're talking about streaming services. Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, Disney+, Plus, pretty much anything that we can get our hands on since movie theaters aren't an option right now. And they are feeding. So, they're, they're putting it in our hands. They're throwing streaming services at us right now because everyone's on their butts sitting down yeah. on the couches. And, um, and really, we have nothing better to do than to turn on our TVs and subscribe to one or all of these streaming services. But uh, when, when the pandemic first started, people were looking for things to occupy their time. Even if it was the most random thing you could think of, and quite frankly, it became the most random show you could possibly think of, Tiger King. Talking about Tiger King? Is he talking about Tiger He's talking about Tiger King. <laughs> I know. By the time by the time this comes out, Tiger King's dead and gone. We're not. Re we don't really care. I'll be honest. Like I watched maybe three or four episodes, and after that, I was just like, "This is just horrible." Like, what were they thinking? What were they? What, what, like, what was going on in their heads? You know. See, but you and I got tricked into it because our mother wanted to watch it. She's like, "Oh, it's a it's a documentary about tigers and." It, she, she was genuinely interested. And we're like, okay, we'll watch it with you, whatever. After episode two, start getting into the cult stuff, the drug usage. And we're thinking, this isn't a documentary about tigers. No, no. Nope. This has very little to do with tigers, surprisingly. So 
that was that that was Netflix, their big thing at the time. There there have been a few really good Netflix shows. Some of them have gotten good publicity. Uh, one in particular that I enjoyed was Umbrella Academy. Adam has still not watched it, and he didn't listen to me the several times I told him to watch it. But one of our mutual friends tells him to watch it once, and now he's sold. So, so with Netflix and with Netflix having all of these TV shows now, it has, it has become increasingly difficult to navigate through which are the good TV shows to watch and what are the bad TV, like what are the like nonsensical, like, you know, why would I even waste my time? And it's actually really hard to decide because, you know, they're, they're throwing out movies and they're throwing out TV shows and they're kind of just seeing what sticks. And so Andrew did uh, recommend for me to watch the umbrella academy and i was a little hesitant there's a talking monkey and whenever i see a talking monkey i just don't know what to think of that um and uh you know i i, I just didn't know what to think of it but a mutual friend of ours did say that it was a mixture of harry potter which i don't think it has talking monkeys but i don't i do think that there are a couple talking animals on there so i i, I can see how that can work and uh x-men which i love the x-men so he successfully sold the TV show to me. And even though Andrew told me that it was a great TV show and I, I was hesitant and didn't trust him, our mutual friend did indeed sell this TV show to me. <laughs> and, uh, and I might just start watching it. So, um, so, you know, indirectly, thank you, Andrew, because at least you put the seed for me to even know what the TV show was. Otherwise, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. Well, you know? <laughs> anyway. Along but, with yeah, Netflix, we, got, we haven't really seen stuff. much from Hulu. We no, no, yes. I mean, from okay, 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 okay. I don't use Hulu that often. That one's, that one's yours, Andrew. Okay, don't don't hide and don't don't be don't be ashamed either. Okay, don't be ashamed. Ninety Day Fiance, Married <laughs> at First Sight, and Love Is Blind are three TV shows. That I don't even remember if you sucked me into one of those, or I sucked you into one of those, or our families, or whatever. I sucked you into 90 Day, I think, because mom and dad sucked me into it. There there is a genre of TV shows that are proactively sabotaging relationships from the the beginning and serving them up to us on a digital platter for us to say, look at how these messed up relationships are going. Don't be this. Please don't be this. And 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 I'm addicted because it's just so good to watch. How be like, hey, I don't do that. I'm not that bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're we're seeing our own mom being like, I'm not that kind of mom, right? You know. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Jaylene and I have been watching it together, and we're just like, you know, like, hey, we don't handle that situation the same as when they do, right? We don't fight that bad, right? Or, you know, just little things like that. Like, I think that, that it's, it's actually an ingenious genre of TV shows that if, you, if you've never seen a 90 Days Fiance or a Married at First Sight or a Love is Blind, there are some relationships that work out, and it's awesome to see that. But there's a lot that don't, and there's a lot to be learned from messed up relationships. So if you are in a relationship at all, it, it's just like, it, it's like a study. It's it's education for you. So just do it. It's there for you to, to learn. <laughs> Red flags, the TV show. Um, but yeah, what are the other streaming services right now? I think HBO, HBO has put out a lot. Um, there's a new 
uh, service called Peacock that just came out. Um, I know Roku has some videos and stuff. Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime has put out some some really good content. I haven't been able to enjoy it yet, but I don't know if there's anything that you've noticed of TV shows or movies that have come out. I know that uh, in like the fitness world, the toughest race um, is uh, is on Amazon Prime right now. So I'm going to try to find a way to watch that. But we just got all these streaming services right now thrown at us, and you know. And the bundles. Do you know that like everything is bundled with everything? And yes, you should pick a bundle for sure. But be careful that you're not bundling one thing with another thing and you end up with like three different Hulu accounts because Hulu likes to, to join with everything. I just I just even realized that Hulu comes with my Spotify and I have Hulu with, with uh, Disney Plus. Like, don't, don't be me. And now I got two Hulu accounts and I don't know what to do with one. Uh, and I don't even know if I have to do anything with it cause I still want to keep my Spotify, you know, like it's, uh, all, all these different, th- and you end up spending extra money that you don't need to spend, you know, and speaking of spe- spending extra money that you don't need to spend, Andrew, what did we want to mention when it comes to Disney? We wanted to mention the, the scam, the scandal, the controversial topic of the live action Mulan movie. See, Disney. Not anything wrong with a live action Mulan? I think that's one of the no, absolutely ever. not. I, I, it's it's I'm, missing. I'm, I'll make a man out of you for obvious reasons, but that that put a stake. Why in my is it missing? I mean, is it really not going to have that? You wonder why? I know it's 2020, but still, that's such <laughs> a great song. It's, it's, they, they it's such a culture. great song. That's like that's like an initiation song for. Any young lad who grew up in Disney, once they watch that movie, they're like, you know what? That's right. I got to be a man. That's right. Every every 2000s up. kids workout song now. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> the, the, the issue is they came out with a lot of live action remakes, including The Lion King, which was basically frame for frame, the original movie, just with not what we wanted. But uh They've been coming out with a lot of remakes, a lot of sequels, a lot of just rehashing the same stories. Yeah. But this one in particular, they went straight to uh, Disney Plus with the new Mulan movie. They're on the movie theaters now, so they weren't able to put it out in movie theaters. But at the same time, people had to pay an extra $40 to watch a movie. Essentially buying it to add it to... Uh, Disney Plus. Actually, I don't remember. Was it to add it to Disney Plus, or was it just to watch it the one time? I don't even... Um, I believe it was a rental. I could be wrong about this. I believe it was a rental, and I believe it was for $30 to rent it for a few days. If the whole point of Disney Plus is to own every Disney movie, to be able to watch any and all Disney, and you release a movie on this service, and you have to pay extra to get it, that just doesn't seem fair that doesn't seem right okay okay. i'm I'm pretty sure if we had it i'd wait like i'd wait like most people to just wait for it to come on for free so it says right here on disneyplus.com mulan coming september 4th with premiere access exclusively stream mulan with premiere access for 29.99 watch as many times as you like um and 
it says, unlike the rest of the content available on Disney+, Plus, Mulan won't be available directly to subscribers. Consumers in the U.S. and other territories will have to pay $29.99 to rent the movie on top of the streaming service's monthly subscription fee of uh, $6.99. So let me see, how long can you watch it for? But it says right there, it's going to be a rent. It's going to be so it's you can stream it as many times as you want, but it's going to be for a limited amount of time. Uh, I, I don't want to waste time looking for it, but um, yeah, twenty nine ninety nine to rent it, and it has to be on top of your already six ninety nine subscription. That is just yeah, I don't outrageous. I don't think that's right. That's just outrageous. We've but, already been trained to know that. I mean, you're not even owning the physical CD. You're not owning any physical disc. It's all digital. Um, you don't have any real ownership of it. You don't. It's digital. So the, you know, $29.99 is not the value of what it should be. I know you're you're seeing it like you would be seeing it in the movie theaters because you're not going to have access to it other other than the streaming service. But the reality is that digital content should not be that much and the second you start to pay that much for digital contact and you sh content and you show that it's worth that to you imagine what they're going to end up making those streaming services if you paid for one movie 29.99 what do you think is going to happen to that 6.99 monthly subscription huh what do you think is going to happen it's going to go up it's going to go up and it's going to end up being probably up to 29.99 but on the lighter side of that coin, we're actually starting to see uh, movie theaters planning on opening up again. Uh, this was uh, something that I saw the other day that I am actually very excited for. Sadly, are they going to charge twenty nine ninety nine? Are they going to charge twenty nine ninety nine to go see a movie? No, they're going to charge fifteen cents. AMC Theaters is planning on opening again August twentieth with fifteen cent movie tickets. Now, and this you is to help. Do you know if that's going to be new movies playing or is that is that older movies playing? I don't know specifically, but it appears that it's going to be just whatever they had on the roster when uh, COVID closed. The ones that I'm seeing right now are the new Ghostbusters, Black Panther. Uh, they are actually going to have older movies like Black Back to the Future, Grease, uh, the old Ghostbusters in addition to the new one. Okay. Um, so they're going to they're just going to put whatever they have in stock uh on reels so that they can start making money again and build up their business because they took quite a hit when covid hit. Yeah, it looks like Regal Theaters is also going to be doing something similar. Uh they're going to do $5 flashback featurettes or features, $3 for kids, so it's still at a discounted price. It's still not 29.99. Uh, and it's not new movies, but at least it's, you know, at least it's that. So we're, you know, I hope we get movie theaters back, man. I really do. Yeah. It, and it's not like we weren't social distancing back then. You know, you go to a movie theater. Are you really going to sit next to someone else? No, no. You're going to have a choice. You're going to be like two seats away, you're, you know, at least two seats away. And that's at least six feet. So we're going to social distance. It's, you know, if people are going into the, again, you know, I know everyone uses this excuse, but if you're going to go into the grocery store, if you're going to be waiting in line in places, and yes, I know it's a full hour movie or hour and a half or two hours, but you got it. I mean, it, it just can't be that unsafe to go to a movie theater and sit in the same spot 
you know, social distance away from someone. That's what I think. I don't know. I don't know. But well, I, I thankfully and hopefully this is going to come to an end soon. We're starting we're starting to see the horizon. Hopefully it continues down this direction. Yeah. Next on our list, uh, filling up free time. We generally do this with music, video games, projects, uh, in-home hobbies. Um, Adam, what, what kind of what kind of hobbies have you done to fill your time? Well, you know, I was I was actually really happy that during this whole time was also the time that I that I had gotten married. And Jaylene and I moved in together at an apartment and I was actually able to kind of control my setting a little bit more. And I was able to set up things so that it was easier for me to be able to play music and easier for me to go out working out. And, um, you know, for us to be for you to come over and for us to be able to play video games and, you know, like just enjoy some free time a little bit. And I think that it's really, really important that each and every one of us, kind of goes back to those to those roots of what makes us um have the passions that we do you know what what kind of passions have you had in the last 10 years that maybe you haven't given enough time to and those and what has quarantine done to help you revisit those passions for me it's allowed me to be able to pick up a guitar again and play and sing and you know write music a little bit as well and to realize that it's possible for me to move forward in that during this time, um, you know, we're, we're able to do this podcast together and that's been a huge, you know, step forward in what we want to do. I've been able we've to been trying do, to do this for how many years? I know we've been trying to do this for forever. We have said for the longest time that we wanted to put mics on our mouths and, <laughs> and mics we, on our mouths and cameras on our lives. Yeah. So, you know, I think that, that um, that's been a huge silver lining during quarantine to be able to take on these, these extra things and these passions um, and to just realize how easy it is to implement those things into our lives. Even now after, like, we're not technically in quarantine right now. We're not technically in a lockdown right now. Um, so even after that, you know, it's still maintaining those passions and still maintaining those hobbies as best as possible just to keep us alive, you know, keep us keep us doing something that makes us happy. You know, what about you? What are things that you have done uh, during quarantine and lockdown and, and after that have uh, been your hobbies? Well, since quarantine started, as Adam said, uh, he moved out of our parents' house to live with Jaylene. I'm still living with our parents until I finish college. When he left, we had the floors redone and I started moving into his old room. That's basically been my major project. Uh, painting, putting up uh, blackout curtains, setting up the room the way I want, getting yeah, his crap out of here. It's like completely black over there, dude. You're <laughs> in a cave. I like my backdrop. Leave me alone. Waiting for uh, uh, Freddie Frazbear to come out in the back and just... <laughs> now, see, now that you said it, now I gotta find a way to make that happen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just uh, uh, doing what needs to get done. I was able to... My guitar string on my acoustic guitar broke like two months ago and I wasn't able to fix it because was it, was I it didn't. Your, was it your G string? <laughs> Just kidding. No, it was the A string actually, but no, I didn't know what kind of strings to get because it was actually Adam's old guitar. I don't know what kind he had on there. So I had to get that information from him. I just restrung it last week. I started picking it up, playing it again, getting my calluses back because they were completely gone. Uh, 
singing, I, I singing songs that we used to sing I just together. Say it, it's so nice to hear Andrew talk like this about playing the guitar because for the longest time I was I was like really trying to get him to pick up a guitar. He was just like, oh, I'm just going to be a singer. I just want to sing my whole life and sing along to songs and sing, sing, sing. I'm like, you know, it's easier to sing when you've got an instrument playing with you. And if you play guitar, then you can do that whenever you want to. And for the longest time, he didn't believe me and he didn't want to. See, the main reason for me not playing guitar was, and this is true even now, I can't keep calluses very long. One time I worked with our grandfather and I had a big old callus on the palm of my hand. It was gone in three days. It hurt my fingers to play. He tried to get five-year-old, eight-year-old me to play on an electric guitar, an acoustic guitar, and me pressing down on the strings hard enough to play them. It just hurt. It wasn't until I was in high school to where I could bear it, and then eventually I grew calluses to the point where I can play on a regular basis. I was trying to teach you discipline and character, Andrew. No. Through the Obviously blood. you failed. Through the blood the meat is built. <laughs> Whatever. That's what Either adds, way, adds some slide to the guitar. Anyways, yeah. Um, <laughs> There's so that. Good. I've still been uh, contacting friends. I've still been uh, hanging out at home. Not much to do about that. Setting <laughs> everything up. That's. Oh, I've also started uh, playing online video games. Me and Adam are used to playing video games together, co-op, single player, where one of us dies and we hand it off to the other. That's what we're used to. We're brothers. We grew up with this. RPG. We played Area 50 Way, uh, Area, Area 51, Infamous, the Spider-Man games, the, the, the original Spider-Man games, Spider-Man 1 and 2 for the PS2. Beautiful. But now that he's gone, I had to start playing online. And I've started playing with my buddies on uh, Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, don't hate me for this. Yes, Fortnite. Not Battle Pass, not nothing. I'm just playing the game. Don't you lie. You're addicted yeah. to Fortnite just like you're addicted to FNAF. Just I'm not addicted to FNAF. You are. Anyway, <laughs> just whatever, whatever games allow me to play with my friends, to play with Adam when the time arises, just to have fun. Yeah, no, I think uh, video games are a great tool to bring people together. And there's, there's, you know, just like with the uh, online streaming of videos and, you know, movie streaming and entertainment stuff, there should be a limit. There should be, you know, you should keep a cap on it so that it doesn't become your life. But at the same time, it's uh, it's been a huge bonding experience for Andrew and I. Um, Jaylene's little brother, Elijah, he got me into doing the Fortnite stuff and Call of Duty and um, I'm not I'm not great at doing any of them. I suck. I'm, I have a horrible aim. Um, not I'm not good at the game at all. But I get to play with my my two brothers and get to hang out with them via the online stuff, and it's and it's a good time. So, you know, definitely I encourage people to bond with other people in that way. And you know, again, just don't make it your life. And um, and if you don't play things very well, then you can just do what I do and you can watch other people play it really, really well on YouTube. Um, and I know that's a laughable thing for some people that are like, are you going to watch, watch people play things on YouTube? But I am telling you, it is the most hilarious thing in the world to watch someone who's actually really good at playing video games do really well, commentate it at the same time, add personality to it. Uh, and it just becomes a really good experience. And then you're part of a community, blah, 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 all the fun stuff that comes with being being a part of any community. 
So uh, we've been able to enjoy that. So for me, I think my main games that I've played in the past year have just been that Fortnite when I'm with Elijah, Call of Duty through the Call of Duty mobile, and then uh, what else? What else have I played? We play. We like Mortal Kombat. You know, we'll we'll play Mortal Kombat against each other because we uh, we weren't allowed to rough house in the house growing up. So we we take it out on each other through Mortal Kombat, of course. Which when we, we when we were younger it was uh, him beating me down in the game, not teaching me how to play, just knocking me to the ground, not letting me get up, and saying, "Oh, I don't know how I did that." I gave you a fistful of reality, my friend. That's that's just the way life is. You just got you just got to get better until you finally. And then I did, and now you lose to me all the time. Don't even lie. Don't even lie. I am such a better Mortal Kombat player than you are. I'm still the better Scorpion. He no, actually, I'm the better Scorpion. He likes to to spam noob Cybot on that game. No, I'm guilty of that. I'm, I'm I'll confess to that. That's the truth. You find what works and you stick with it, right? That's that's what we end up doing. <laughs> that's what we. You do the same doing. thing with Ermac. Who are you kidding? Yeah, so we we like that game. So yeah, but you know, music, video games. If you're doing any kind of projects, I know some people have been trying to go out dirt bike, dirt biking, um, and uh, you know, we'll talk we'll talk about this a little bit in the next in the next uh, top five. Um, but you know, getting outdoors and doing just finding your hobbies and doing things that you love to do. Um, I think that's really important to do. And uh, there was one more thing I wanted to mention. Something else that we've been able to enjoy since quarantine are online concerts. We've seen two in particular from uh, Disciple. That yeah. There's a band that we both really like, Disciple, and they've been able to put out those online concerts. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Um, the Yeah, the, there's, uh, there's a... Uh, a couple of pages that are trying to do virtual concerts where they're bringing in a bunch of bands together and saying, Hey, give us your video clips of you doing these songs live and we'll put them together and put it out as kind of like an online virtual festival. That's been really cool. Any other bands that you, that you listen to have done um, virtual? Uh, concerts? Not specifically yet. No. Undroth has done some Amberlynn has done some Amberlynn's actually going to do one this Friday. That's going to be really cool to watch. Um, yeah, it's, it's really cool to see how bands have uh, adapted to the situation and gone virtual or even like, uh, Switchfoot just had a, uh, like a drive in concert where you, you, I guess you drive in lower down the windows and you just listen from your car. Um, Skillet's going to be doing that in Texas, I guess next week or in the next couple weeks. Um, they're needing to get creative. I mean, this is, that's, that's an industry that's been, widely impacted by the by the quarantine and by the COVID-19 pandemic you know bands can't get crowds together to uh, watch them play so they've got to do stuff virtually so yeah because aside from record sales aside from their albums the streaming services like Spotify and whatever else plays their music that's their livelihood the shows they're 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 not just composers they're not just uh, artists they are uh, showmen they're entertainers, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's that's how they market themselves. They go out, they play shows, people see them, they like them, and they end up buying their merch. Which I think I think um, merchandise is the number one way to support bands right now. I think you know you can listen to them on YouTube or Spotify or Apple Music or whatever, and you'll you'll be throwing cents at them for sure. 
Um, and if you're an avid listener, then, you know, even more, that's fine. Uh, but buying their merchandise, buying the things that they specifically sell on their websites, that's like the number one way to support the bands that you love. So during this time, you know, as you're finding your own passions, as you're doing your own hobbies, if there are bands, if there are artists, if there are any sort of entertainers, you know, comedians that you really enjoy and like and want to continue doing what they're doing, I really encourage you to go to their websites and find out ways that you can help them out. You know, find out what kind of merchandise you can buy from them. Find out if you can join any of their Patreons because right now, if you're not supporting them, uh, if the mass, you know, following that they have is not supporting them, they don't get to continue doing this. That's just the reality. They won't be able to continue doing the things that they love to do and that they've been doing for years because they just can't do it um, amidst the, the pandemic. So I'd encourage you to do that. What's our, what's our next one? I'm going to let you introduce this one. Uh, I feel like oh. between the two of us, you, you do this more often. Okay. Yeah. Uh, discovering the great outdoors that includes family trips, going out, walking, running, hiking, camping, all of the above there. Um, I don't know about you, but I think I've seen way more people outdoors lately than than ever before maybe not right now it's really hot it's it's really hot right now but these past few months there have been way more people out running and hiking and camping and doing whatever they can to social distance for one but also to not stay you know locked up in their house aaron our eldest brother actually borrowed uh our father's uh trailer and took his family to the beach yeah our sister-in-law and our nephews they had a good time they were genuinely happy going out on the beach getting sun tans getting sun burnt uh going out <laughs> into the water immediately after watching the shark week uh videos but yeah just being able if whether you do this with your family or whether you do this on your own it's just good to get out there enjoy what little uh outside time we have enjoy the world as it is rather than just focusing on the pandemic on politics on social media on everything else that's going on inside get out as much as you can yeah there there are people who have started their fitness journeys even during this time who are seeing their lives changed through either their home workouts or going out and running outside going to the trails Believe it or not, there's been uh, there's been records broken on some of these really long ultra marathon trails. Um, so people are making use of the time to you know go, going out on an ultra marathon trail is probably the the most social distancing you can ever do because you're going down a long you know two day three day full month kind of distance where you would be running and then sleeping in the in the you know maybe in a car that meets you halfway in the wilderness or whatever but you're going out and doing these things and then continuing on continuing on some of the most social distance thing that you can do is go out on a run by yourself in the trails or go out on a run by yourself out in the in the sidewalk the street um and it's going to help you it's going to help you to be more active it's going to help you to have a healthier body um and I, I think it's something that everybody should be doing right now, especially especially now that um, restrictions are being lifted on the beach and restrictions are being lifted on the parks and the trails and all of these outdoor 
uh, amenities that really should have been open this whole time, in my opinion. But um, we have access to them now and you should be taking advantage of them, you know, especially if you don't want to be running the air conditioning on in your house, you know, 24 seven with how hot it is. Take a trip to the beach, social distance. Don't go near the big crowds of people. If you don't want to go big near the big crowds of people, just stay on your in your own zone. But um, but enjoy the outside as best as possible. Are there any places, Andrew, that you uh, I know over in at Grand Canyon University, you would go out hiking or go out uh, camping and stuff um, pretty regularly. Is there anywhere that you wish that you could be right now during this time? I would say either the Grand Canyon campsites itself, because those were beautiful when we went up there, but it was snowing when we went up there, so we weren't actually able to spend the night. But there are a few pa- a few uh, places up uh, in northern Arizona. Uh, Page. Uh, Page was beautiful. Just going out and seeing what they have there. Every single time that we went uh, north from where my school is, I go to Grand Canyon University. Every time we went out uh, on our road trips, on our camping trips, every time we went out there, we saw something new and we always saw something beautiful. And I, th- and I think that people need to, to do that. You know, people need to see beautiful things. People need to realize that life outside of the pandemic bubble that we're in is beautiful, that, you know, God's creation is still out there and there for us to view and to be a part of, you know. That's cool. That's awesome. Um, you know, for me, I, I haven't been able to do any of the Spartan races lately. They've all been canceled for 2020, but it was amazing going out to Monterey. Um, when I went to the Salinas, uh, Spartan race, it was amazing going to big bear and camping out there. That was actually in the snow too. So we stayed in the car, but, uh, it was snowing outside and it was, you know, it was still a beautiful place to be in a beautiful scenery. And, you know, right now, uh, right now it's hot. And I, personally, I wouldn't want to go out camping right now, but um, I, I do think it's something that people should be planning um, and just so that they're not inside this whole time and cooped up and in that lockdown mentality. If you, if you force yourself to be in that lockdown mentality, you're just putting yourself in a prison. You're putting yourself in a prison and you're going to end up uh, suffering those consequences of being there. So, you know, I, I think the more we can get outdoors, the better. Um, I completely agree. But another way that we can get out of the uh, cooped up inside mentality is to stay connected to the people that we care about, stay connected to our friends, our family. Right. That's so four. getting that's a number four, number four on our list, getting connected. We are going to do this through Zoom, which we're using right now to record this episode. Uh, yeah. We're going to use Skype, Facebook, Messenger, FaceTime, everything that we can use to message each other this may honestly be uh the future for a lot of us uh at home schooling uh people being homeschooled and video conferencing teachers uh, in order to get their information and for me personally this is skyping my girlfriend every couple of days this is uh using messenger to talk to my buddies from church and from college being able to just conversate, keeping up with each other, keeping each other sane. Now, I don't talking know, to, I don't, texting I don't, Adam on a regular basis. Yeah, I don't know if you know why, but why did Zoom become the, the thing? Do you know why Zoom mm. ended up being the, like Zoom? I feel like is the number one right now. 
uh, it has a lot of helpful features, especially for classrooms, especially for uh, business meetings. And when people noticed uh, all the features that it had, they started using it for their personal viewing. My school started using Zoom from the get-go when we had to do the video conferencing because it was easy to record, it was easy to distribute, it was easier for students to give feedback, etc. Yeah, but Zoom doesn't have like a fun little catchy tune like Skype does, like the boom, jump, boom, boom. Well, because they didn't care about gimmicks, they cared about functionality, <laughs> and I appreciate that at least. No, it's been super easy to use to use uh, Zoom as long as I I get my own crap together with my technical difficulties. This is, you know. Andrew That's not the mic he was using in the first episode. No, this is not the same mic I was using in the first episode. Andrew, actually, we both did some research as to a good mic to use. You can actually show them real quick your, the bottom of your mic. This is the simple setup that we could both have right now. Uh, but for whatever reason, my mic um, decided to be difficult with me, as most things that I own tried to be difficult. Like I feel like it's just me... People, he is known as the people, technology breaker in our house. He's I, broken computers, iPods, uh, laptops. iPods. I've broken a lot of things. I, I do break things very much. But this is that's his setup, and this is my setup. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little it's a little bit more difficult, um, just because my mic decided not to not to play ball today. But um, you know, as long as there's no technical difficulties, Zoom is actually a really good platform. I do enjoy using Zoom. Um, but it's been awesome to see how it's, you know, it's crazy to think in the last 10 years when phones were flip phones and maybe 10 years, maybe more than that. I guess it's been more than that. 15, let's say, say in the last 15 years, phones were flip phones. If you wanted music on your phone, you would take your phone and you would put it to your computer and you would record for one minute, your favorite part of that song. And then you'd get this like scratchy part of a song but you love you would yeah, I would I would literally do that. I'd take my song, and uh, or I take my phone, put it in the computer, and just be like, we were meant to live, right? And that would be what I listened to for a minute, and that was my playlist. That was my pl- whatever kind of memory my phone had. That's what it had in my the flip phone. You know, that was it. And then they came out with bricks that you could download music into, and then you could like have all of your music in your phone and it was like what it was amazing and now today 2020 you can video record on your phone you can skype on your phone you could facebook messenger video chat on your phone you don't even need to your phone doesn't even need to have you know actual uh service on it anymore you just need wi-fi and you can literally use facebook as a means to call uh, people because Facebook has calling, Facebook has video, um, your phone service does, you know, everything has this access to calling and video chat and texting and messaging and all of this stuff that like, quite frankly, has just evolved over the past 15 years. And in my lifetime, it's been amazing to see. see it wasn't too long ago that video calls were futuristic. If everyone remembers, uh, back to the future, uh, Marty McFly in 20, what, what year was that supposed to be? 2015? He's calling somebody and then a big projector shows up with the person that he's calling. That was futuristic. That wasn't known to them. They didn't know that it was going to be this easy now. And it's super it is, easy. That it is today. You know, I, I do think about, you know, what if the zombies come and uh, <laughs> they decide to eat all the people who know how to do this stuff? 
and then we're left with not knowing how to do this stuff. Because if you ask me, how do you how do you make a phone that's able to call people in video? I don't know. I don't I don't know, and I don't even know who does know. There's a book somewhere, I'm sure. There's a I don't book know somewhere, who, I'm sure. Who who are the who are the knowledge holders of how to make a phone and like do all this stuff? I don't know, but it's possible today, and we are we're able to communicate in ways that we've never been able to communicate before even like the people who want to go outdoors and who want to travel and camp and everything you can bring wi-fi with you you can connect to the internet in the middle of nowhere and be able to communicate with people in the real world like it's amazing it's amazing to me um but i do think that we're going to run into problems when it comes to the school system because i don't know andrew you have been experiencing school via your computer screen how is that i hate it i hate it i absolutely hate it going from being in classrooms on a regular basis see part of it is too just it gave it gave me a reason to get out of bed at a reasonable hour um getting up at 8 a.m to go to get ready take a shower go to class it was it was an everyday occurrence and i enjoyed it i enjoyed being in that cycle and being able to see my teacher, ask him questions right there, being in class when somebody else asked a question that I also wanted an answer to, but I didn't understand how to ask the question. It's a completely different experience from being at a computer screen, watching a recorded lecture, having to email a third party, and then that person talking to the teacher, and then having it go through all the circulation to get back to me to actually help me get the information that I need. Um, my, my grades last semester, uh, suffered a little bit because of it um, and I'm hoping that doesn't turn out to be the case this semester because the beginning of the semester is going to be purely online classes and later on we're going to have mixed learning so online assignments online classes with one in-class class a week which is still not enough I don't think yeah I, I think that it's going to be really difficult on kids I saw a meme the other day that was like you're you're uh, you're five years old. It's your first year of school, and people expect you to know how to work a computer, Zoom, and send an email all in in the first day. And um, yes, these kids have parents, and yes, these parents are able to help their kids. But at the same time, that's why parents send their kids to school. That's you know this parents have work, parents have other responsibilities, and and it should be their responsibility to help their children. But at the same time, this is going to be such a learning curve for so many people to navigate through. Not saying that it's wrong, not saying that it's right, just saying that like it's going to be a, a it's going to take some getting used to for sure. There's going there's going to be a learning curve for for a lot of people. Um, See, I'm 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 more worried personally about the social curve that this is going to cause for a lot of kids uh, because there's 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 on one hand you can get the information from a teacher you can get ask questions if you need to do the emails do the calls do whatever you need to to get the information but the social aspect of being in a classroom seeing the clown of the class seeing the school bully seeing everybody the highs and lows of every classroom every miniature society that is created inside of a classroom you don't get that anymore and we need that to be able to process, okay, these are the people I want to I want to understand. These are the people that I want to stay away from. This is how we grow mentally. And like we're saying, uh, getting connected, keeping in touch with the people that you care about, keeping in touch with the people that you know, that's good. It will, it will always be good. But the problem is, if you never learn how to interact with people to begin with, 
then they're at a complete disadvantage in the future for when they grow up, they're going to become, some may become socially awkward, but that may fall on the parents too, to teach them what they are able to of social interactions. I, I think that it's karma coming back to bite social or no, to bite public schoolers in the butt because for many years now, homeschoolers <laughs> have been the socially awkward ones. And I think now it's come full circle and now the public schoolers are going to become the socially awkward of the world. <laughs> Let's be honest, Adam, you and I, we, we, there wasn't much rooting for us anyway. We, we were socially awkward anyway. <laughs> but I, I just think that, yeah, you're right. It's, it's going to be very socially awkward for kids to be able to connect with each other. Um, match that with, uh, with um, whenever these kids are out, now they're wearing masks. Uh, when they're with each other, they're wearing masks. You're not getting the same kind of facial expressions. They're not able to read those things the same way. Uh, we're, lo we're losing a lot of things when it comes to social interactions with, um, with all these things happening all at once. You've been told to stay indoors. You've been told not to go out, not to hang out with people. You're wearing a mask. You're seeing people through a screen. Um, at the same time that the news and people have all been saying that being on the screen is not good for you and saying... I, I remember it was it was out all the time that less time on social media is better for you, less time on this TV screen, less time on the computer screen is better for you. The news was just putting that out left and right, and now you don't hear anything about that because it's it's essential. It it needs to be it needs to happen, uh, which again I'm not arguing for or against, but there are going to be some consequences, um, and for those of uh those of you who are trying to find your significant other it's really hard to know if you're making eye contact with the love of your life or i forgot what it was called but they have an actual live television show now where people are calling the show video chatting the show and finding people live on television that's a thing now you go live on television in front of the entire i forgot what it's called i'm gonna look it up now well, I'm, but, talking about, I'm talking about in your class like you're in your class and you're you're looking well, I'm saying at in general that might be what it becomes it might be well i'm going to go on this site specifically for meeting someone and that's going to be the only way people are able to meet each other i see i see so it's like an online version of match.com or christian mingle and they're but they're all on at the yeah. same time well that's kind of weird though i don't know that's been a that yeah i, I it's all just weird <laughs> The, I think it is going to be very awkward for for kids to make social connections connections with each other, and then relationally, it's it's uh, you know kids shouldn't be doing this at young ages. But I'm talking about like later on in high school, especially for you college kids, your friends trying to to find their future wives and future husbands. I mean, college is kind of the place where it happens. Um, it's going to be harder to do that. It's going to be a lot harder to do that. So. Yeah, I, there's there's going to be some consequences for sure. But as long as you're learning, as long you know, have you have you noticed any benefits? Any benefits at all? I think the only benefit that I could note is that because it is a recorded lecture, I can go back to it whenever I want without having to record it myself or save it. I can just go back to the link and watch it again. Yeah. What are they there was something I missed. Are are they trying to safeguard from any uh, cheating or, um, you know? Not that I've seen yet. I don't cheat. I don't. I feel like if I did, it'd just be me not getting the information, which is really what I want when I get when I go to school. But 
currently I don't see any any safeguards implemented, but I'm sure that's going to change this upcoming semester. Because I know, I know for me being in college, um, there were a lot of, you know, regular tests where it's just you and the test. You don't have any outside resources at all. There were some tests where you could have a cheat sheet where you have, uh, you know, formulas or uh, tables that you could go to for reference. There were some tests that were open book, so it wasn't necessarily based on the information you had. It was based on how you could communicate that information. Um, but now with online, it's almost like you could go open book and open internet if you really wanted to, and they won't really be able to monitor that. I think that's dangerous for a lot of kids that are going to be coming out with degrees and not really knowing the information because it's just too easy to access all the information and cheat on a test or cheat on homework and barely learn anything, you know? There are some programs that can tell when you've left the window or when you've opened a new tab since starting the test. And that might be what uh, all online schools are going to start implementing. They're going to try their best to make sure that students uh, don't cheat. But we all know there's going to be one kid who finds a way around it and then tells everybody else how to get around it. Until then, uh, it's going to be really hard to tell for a while. Yeah, it's another just another thing to think about. But I'm I'm uh, I'm thankful for Zoom. I'm thankful for all these these ways that we've been able to communicate with each other, especially for this podcast. I think uh, I think it's great if you're listening. If you're listening to this podcast and not watching, that's you know it's a great way to get all this information that we're trying to put out. But at the same time, um, if you're watching us again, it's just that extra social added um, connection that we're able to build with you, and you're able to build with us. And uh, I think it's important that we at least have that during this time. If we didn't have video chat, if we didn't have these video conferences, if we didn't have um, any kind of visual guidance for, for students and for kids to learn, I think that would just be horrible. I think, I think there would be no way to be able to have any, source, any sense of uh, normality at all. Um, but that's just me. We'd be, we'd be dependent on texting, on messaging, on emojis to show our emotions and we all know those are never accurate right, well i do think emojis are the way of the future as well so we're regressing in uh in communication i think pretty soon back to hieroglyphs back, back to hieroglyphics that's that's the way of the future <laughs> an emoji says a thousand words that's for sure <laughs> um, but well, I'm, I'm i'm kind of dreading but also accepting our final uh top five yeah it's uh, uh subject which is united we stand divided we quarantine mm -hmm. everything in the news media social media uh, everything that you find online has been about politics has been about what's the difference between safety and politics what's the difference between is a uh, quarantine a political issue is in-home education a political issue it's going to the beach and political issue it's going to the beach political issue is it uh, a person's right to protest? Is it a person's just ability to go somewhere? Is there, right. what restrictions can be made? Should we go to church? Should we stay at home and watch it? Should we go and watch one of the mass churches recordings that they're producing right now? All It's all become an issue of politics. And for our listeners, if you don't know what politics means, okay, you heard it here in the, in the Casper's podcast, okay? 
politics comes from two words the first being poly which is many and the second being ticks which are blood sucking leeches <laughs> that is exactly that is exactly what we're dealing with right now in america it just feels like from every corner every aspect of life um life itself is being sucked from <laughs> from each and every aspect of american culture you can't you can't enjoy something because someone will get offended you can't be against something because automatically if you're against an idea you must be against a people it's a whole everything has become about politics in the year 2020 and quite frankly it has also caused people to start looking up what do these political policies actually mean uh, i myself have a friend uh, from high school who was never political never shared his political beliefs never really uh, invested in invested time in researching politics because he quite frankly didn't care since 2020 since quarantine since uh, other recent events that have sparked outcry from both the left and the right he has become very political he has been researching policies he's been researching what uh what the policies are in california while he lives here he has been finding it uh, increasingly easy to want to leave him and myself want to live in Arizona. Adam's crazy. He wants to stay here. I don't, I don't agree. <laughs> I like it here, but I, I did see that you, uh, or no, I saw somebody send me a message or, or post a message that said that Californians are trying to escape to Canada, uh, on their yachts or something. Uh, yes, people are, people are really trying to escape California because of how interesting the political, uh, landscape has been lately. Um, you've seen and all, and all the states that we're pouring into are saying either stay where you are or vote different when you come here. Yeah, yeah, if we're seeing it didn't work there, it ain't gonna work here. Yeah, we're seeing we're seeing a lot of uh, social justice warriors. Um, Andrew wasn't familiar with this, but keyboard warriors, keyboard warriors being the people who are defending other people on the keyboard. So, like in Facebook uh, comments, in Instagram comments who are posting links from these different people and saying, you should believe what I believe because this person said this and that person said that. Um, we're seeing a lot of, of um, discourse going on right now in America and on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, everywhere. Everywhere there is you know, social interaction, we're seeing discourse between uh, friends and family and business uh, people and um, you know, all across our neighbors, you know, if you've, if you've never been on the next door app, um, don't go because <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a very hostile environment for a lot of people, uh, because there's a lot of complaints, political complaints, local complaints about people just enjoying their, you know, neighborhoods and unfortunately things get misunderstood. Um, but anywhere there's social interaction right now, it's become about politics and, um, I remember in 2019, or sorry, in 2016, when uh, the last elections um, were becoming a, increasingly a bigger deal, it was becoming more and more within people's viewpoint, people were conversating about it, people were talking about it, and we were starting to see the same kind of language that was that's going on right now as, as far as like, if you vote for this person, you better unfollow me right now. If you believe in this thing, you better unfollow me right now. If you 
gave money to this. You better unfo- you better stop following all this all this stuff. And we're being very uh, black and white in our thinking, very with me or against me in our thinking. Um, and it's just been crazy. It's caused a lot of people to. Um, it, it has caused a lot of people to do research and to and to decide for themselves who they will follow and what resources they will actually listen to. So, and it's also changing discourse into arguments because I would say uh, me and Adam are very center. We lean one way, but we don't hate the other side. We don't hate people that disagree with us. We don't want to beat them down. If anything, we want to learn from them, learn why they think what they think, and then try to show them, hey, this is what I think. Here's why. Let's work this out. But so many people are just, I'm here, you're there, we're against each other. They're throwing, they're throwing out uh, any article that agrees with them. Not always yeah. an educational article, not always a reliable source, but just whatever agrees with them. Mm-hmm. And I think that Andrew and I would both agree that we are for the truth. We are for what makes sense. We are for what has, um, what has actual evidence backing behind it. Um, we are for what has scientific backing behind it. Um, precedented backing behind it and although these are uncertain times uh, and unprecedented times you know there there are still things that we need to um, defend and protect during this time that I think that a lot of people are just so willing to give up we want to we want to get in depth about this another in another podcast but like you know take the whole church thing for example I have heard friends say that giving up your basic rights is a small price to pay for uh for saving someone else's life or something like that just basically to the effect of if if you if you are able to uh prevent one person from possibly maybe getting covid-19 and dying um then it's worth you giving up your your constitutional rights to do so now I'm I'm the first person who will, you know, die for anyone else, you know, for them to be able to live. And especially if it's someone that I care about, especially if it's someone in need, who, um, I will be the first one to protect that person or lay my life down for them. But at the same time, there's a reason why we're given rights. And if you just give up those rights, you're, you're, and, and you follow a government that is saying that you should give up those rights for someone else, then they're basically saying that these these aren't rights. These are just privileges that you have that you can give that you can give up or keep. And as soon as a government makes these basic rights privileges, that becomes dangerous. Then your government can tell you when you do things or when you can't do things or when you can do things, and they regulate your basic rights. That is not right. That is not something that we believe in. Um, so even something so simple as going to church and, um, you know, and, and Andrew and I aren't 100% in agreement about this, but even so, I, I think you would agree that if it's safe, if there is no danger and there is a safe environment for people to go to, people should have the right to choose whether they will go to church or not. See, I do um, completely agree because what it comes down to is if you set the president that, if you set the precedent that the government gets to control what you can and can't do in any capacity as to what I'm doing is not intrinsically harmful of another person. I am not murdering you. I am not assaulting you. I am not causing you any physical pain 
of my own volition, my rights are still my rights. The moment I say, the moment I let the government take that away from me, the point of the reason the Constitution was written the way that it was, wasn't because the government was giving us those rights. It was saying, these rights can never be taken away. These are things we already have. These are things that we are already given, our God-given rights, as it's written in the Constitution. And the whole point was, they cannot be taken away from us, regardless of the circumstance. And people the are circumstances. Yeah, people are really, you know, falling under these circumstances and willing to give them up at this moment. And I and I don't agree with that. I think that those are things that you need to hold on to, even during these times, uh, because once we come out of this, we are we are setting precedent for the future. And the difference is too, it's a matter of choice. If you don't, if you say you want to give up your right to go to church to save somebody's life, then don't go to church. But don't say that the other person who is willing to go and get sick, the other person who is willing to lay, to lay down their life to go to church, if it so comes to that, how can you take that away from them? That is their right to go, and it is your right to stay. It is your right to stay home if you want to. It's their right to go and worship with the people that they want to worship. And it's also your right to not like hang out with those people who do decide to go to church. You know, yeah. you know if the people are afraid that that um, I've heard that I've heard the argument that well if they're going to church then they might infect someone else it's not just about them well if you feel that way well then don't go hang out with them you know you you have the free choice to not be around those people if you don't want to be I think the mutual understanding is that every single person right now even the people who are 110 percent pro wearing mask whether you're you know inside outside eating drinking sleeping you, if you want to wear a mask at 24-7, go ahead. Um, there is some point in the day where you have slipped up, where you have touched your face, where you have coughed in someone's direction, where you have touched a doorknob or touched a bathroom knob or, you know, put your punch the numbers in the, in the checkout, you know, cashier thing. There's some place where you have slipped somewhere and under under your you know moral rules have put someone at risk for getting sick and i think that we we all need to understand that we're at that level and understand that we're in that place and that it's it's not the same thing for you know someone to go to church social distance say stay safe um and for someone else who is like going to a covid party swap and spit with people drinking and, you know, kissing on other people they don't know and all this other stuff. Okay. They're not the same thing. And there is, there are people who are spreading the virus. There are people who don't believe the virus is real. There are people who are having absolutely no, um, no, uh, safety measures at all. And the people who want to go to church, you know, I don't know everybody. I don't know what everyone's thoughts are, but I can tell you that at least the people that I know, those are not those people. They know that it's a real threat. They are wanting to stay safe. They are wanting to social distance and keep their family as well as themselves safe and you safe if you do choose to go. So, you know, there's just a lot of different things. And, and people are losing friends over this. People are losing friends, losing family members because of differences in opinion as to what they do with their basic rights.
And the fact of the matter is there's going to be plenty of people who disagree with us, who disagree with the stances that we've uh, put up today in this podcast, who disagree with our viewpoints towards religion, towards politics. And, the, and it's Dungeons and Dragons or Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, but people are going to take this and turn it into a political statement, turn it into a political issue. It might be a safety issue. It might be a political issue. But people are butting heads about it all the time. There's going to be people who disagree with us. There may be some of our listeners who are going to disagree with us. And we do really hope that you continue to listen because even if you disagree with us now, we do still want to share our viewpoints with you. We still want to help you understand why we believe what we believe, even if you continue to, to disagree with us. Yeah, the, the, the reality of the, of the matter is for us as, as Christians is that um, and, you know, John MacArthur and his church, Grace Community Church, has been a big hot topic lately because of um, them them being charged uh, fees and stuff by the state of California. And so they ended up uh, filing a lawsuit against them. And then California filed a lawsuit against them. And now we're kind of in this limbo of, OK, well, this is setting precedent for what's going to happen when the state decides, no, you cannot have a um, the church service, you cannot open your doors to people who want to come into your church during a pandemic. Um, when the state decides when those doors need to be, need to be closed, um, should the church obey or should the church, um, decide to protest, to be Protestant, to, uh, to decide to follow God's laws over man's laws. And the reality is that the Bible, the, the thing that we, um, that we, look to as a standard for our own lives does teach that we are to obey God's laws over man's laws. And so even if there is a government mandate, even if, um, even if it's against popular opinion, these are the things that we are called to do. We are called to join together and to be a family and to see our family, to take care of our family, to worship together as a family, um, to build a close relationship with our church family and unfortunately, during these pandemic situations, it is, you know, at best, very difficult to do that with all of these, you know, social distancing measures, doing things over internet and Zoom and, and, and um, YouTube sermons and everything. And at worst, it is damaging to the relationships that we are um, wanting to build and wanting to do the ministries that we want to move forward in the training up of children who are at ages where where making sure they are in a consistent community is so important and learning those biblical principles is so important um it is near impossible to do what we are called to do under the not rules but under the calling of the bible that we are that we are called to do and we just want to get back to doing that you know we want to get back to doing what we feel called to do through the bible um so I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I, I don't know what's going to happen as far as that whole ruling. Um, but yeah, things are just very political. Never thought, never thought in my lifetime it would be a political issue as to whether I went to church or not. You know, you hear all the time that people are being prosecuted for their faith or for going to church and everything. And although it's not to the same degree, um, and I wouldn't pretend like it is at all, but we are getting a taste of that right now. Um, as as uh, Christians who want to go to church. Well, hopefully by the time, hopefully, quarantine 
and soon, or at the very least, is uh, reduced in what we're restricted and able to do. But what it comes down to is this is the end of our lists. We, we know it might not be ideal, the time that we're having to spend at home, the time that we're having to spend by ourselves, not with the people we care about, not with the people we love, not being able to go out, see the world, not being able to leave the country, not being able to hold hands, not being able to bump into somebody at the grocery store, just having as minimal human interaction as we can, children being able to see each other in school, being able to jam with a bunch of random people at a music studio, being able to play video games together with your friends, being able to have people over, backyard parties, porch parties, anything where we're able to be together, have a community, it's difficult. And it's not going to let up until either quarantine ends, COVID-19, the vaccine, all the other stuff that people are trying to do to fix the problem that we have right now. And even stuff like that, the, the vaccine, trying to figure out which people are immune, that's also being pulled as a big political issue. Are we going to be forced to take the vaccine or not? Are we, you know, are we going to need to show proof? Is it going to be a choice? Yeah. It's... But all in all, we're doing our best to hold together. We're hoping that all of you are too. And take our list to heart. Fill that time with things that make you happy. Fill that time with things that keep you occupied, that keep you sane. Yeah, during during these uncertain times, it's uncertain what time it is because it's uncertain what time. You already messed it up. The uncertainty will... (laughs) You already messed it up. Yeah. In these uncertain times, times are uncertain. When times are uncertain, it's uncertain what time it is. (laughs) We here at the Caspros are devoted to making sure that you are we safe. all stay together and that, that we, we are all still a community your and safety that we are all looking forward priority. to the end. Your safety is our number one priority uh, <laughs> while listening to this podcast. Um, but That's yeah. why we're bringing this to you via Zoom, bacteria-free, COVID-free. We're, <laughs> yeah, we, and, we're not wearing masks while we podcast. I'm sorry, but that is not an option for us. You would never be able to hear us through the mics. Might be fun to do once, maybe. We'll we'll see. But just as a recap, yeah, Andrew's right. Take our take our list to heart. You know, if you want to escape from this <laughs> this bubble that you're in right now, get one of those streaming platforms, sure. Whether that be Netflix, whether that be Hulu, whether that be YouTube, whether that be Amazon Prime, whatever, uh Disney Plus, you know, get something, get a bundle, that's fine. Find a TV show that you like. Make sure that it's a learning experience. Like I said, I think the 90 Day Fiance is just a goldmine of relationship knowledge. Um, but that's just me. Um, but find something to have fun with uh, when it comes to those streaming platforms. And for sure, find a hobby right now. Like do something that you love. Find a music group that you can watch online. Find some new music on Spotify. P- bands are putting out music left and right right now because people are at home and their ears are open. Uh, so this is a great time to discover new music for sure. Get outdoors, go outside, go for a run, go for a hike, go to the beach, social distance, you know, but just enjoy God's creation outside. 
get connected with other people, you know, jump on Zoom, find somebody who has a Zoom account, find somebody who has a Skype, whatever, go through that little, you know, I love hearing that sound. I don't know why. It's just so fun. Um, But get connected with someone and just have a chat, have a video call. Um, And then, of course, last but not least, when it comes to politics, when it comes to all these different things that are out there, get educated on both sides. If you are a Republican, make sure that you're listening to the Democratic side. Make sure that you're watching the Democratic convention right now. Make sure that you are um, reading up on the history of, of um, uh, you know, all these different matters that are, that are coming up right now. Um, don't see Trump as a God. Don't see Trump as the savior of America. Don't put him up as an idol who's going to answer all of people's problems. He will not. He is not a God. He is nothing but a man and a very old man at that, as is Joe Biden. If you are democratic, do not see Joe Biden as God. He is not a God. He is but a man. He is but a 77 year old man who, uh, evidently is very creative with his sentences. Um, but if you are a Democrat, look at the Republican side, study up on the things that they believe in, you know, make, make sure that you are open to both sides, make sure that you are educating yourself on both sides. This is something that for me, I love listening to people who have the same uh, opinion as me. It fuels the fire and things that I believe in. But we always need to keep that fire in check by listening to the opposing arguments to make sure that what we are listening to is truth. If it's not truth, if there's something not correct, if there's something false about it, we need to know. And we're never going to know if we constantly are listening to things that we agree with. So keep those things in check. Make sure you educate yourself. And, um, you know, as, as the elections approach, you know, remember that, especially if you're a Christian, especially if you are a believer in the Bible, we are not called to raise our Republican flag above our Christian flag. We are not called to raise our Democratic flag above our Christian flag. We're not even called to raise our American flag above our Christian flag. You are a Christian and a follower of Christ above and beyond anything. And it is not our job to die upon our political views. It is not our job to die upon our American pride or die upon our, uh, our political policies that we want to make sure are in place, our social justices that we want to fight for. It is not our calling to die upon those things. It is our calling to die for the glory of God and nothing else. And so as we see this division in the country and these, this division between the left and the right and division between friends and families, we need to be the ones to bring peace. We need to be the ones to say that, um, there is, there is a bigger picture. There is an eternal picture and what happens in the next four years will not determine eternity. So we need, we need to keep that in perspective. This is not forever. Now is not forever. And the things that we fight for today are not necessarily going to be, you know, played out in eternity. So for all we know, it could end tomorrow. For all we know, it could end tomorrow. Those those murder hornets could come by swooping in and sting every last one of us. We we, we did, did we skip uh, murder hornets? Like they happened in Washington or something for like two weeks, and then we completely forgot about them. What happened? It, like. 
2020 was like just kidding. This is just a sneak preview for next month. Uh, it's been one thing after the next. I, I think it was it was just clickbait. It was. Uh, <laughs> I think that was. We need some. We need some other pandemic thing that makes things worse than. Okay, this is one thing I hope everyone can agree on. Okay, the media will make things out to be worse than it actually is every single time. That is the industry. That is the industry. One hundred percent. The news will make things out to be much worse than they really are. So just keep that in mind. Again, do your research. Look at the sources. Look at the, you know, the whole story. Read the whole article. Do your research. Have fun. Social distance. Listen to more of our podcasts. They're coming. This Eventually. Is only, this is only episode one. Like we said, episode zero zero didn't count. This is episode one. This is this is us. This, believe it or not, this is us trying. This is, <laughs> and it'll get better. We hope. We promise. That's right. Maybe. I think that's a wrap. I think uh, I think we left them with some great information. I hope that you did enjoy this episode. If you did, then you can definitely leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you are listening to this. And in fact, let me do this for you right now. Um, that way, um, if you saw this in, uh, in any of our, um, if you happen to see this in any of our YouTube videos, I'm going to go ahead and do this cool thing that zoom has called screen share. And he's very proud of his ability to use this. That's right. So this is our website. This is, uh, thecastbros.com you're welcome to visit us if you're watching on youtube you can go ahead and uh, go to our website um, i'm sorry if you're listening on on uh, just audio you can go to our website thecastbros.com and on every episode if you click on the episode you will see this uh, tab here that says watch this episode if you click it it will link you to our youtube video um, and there's timestamps for you to be able to see all the different areas so that you can know, hey, this is point number one, this is point number two, point number three. And then on our homepage, if you would like to follow us on all of our different social medias, they are all right here. Okay, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and right here is YouTube. So you'll be able to watch all of our videos. So I. And please, if you have any questions, if you have any feedback, please let us know. Please contact us. You're welcome to message us on any of the like social media platforms. Yes, on any of the social media platforms. Please let us know what you think. Please let us know what subjects you want us to cover, because we do listen. We do read the messages. We've been really grateful to all the feedback so far. Yeah, we've been really grateful to all the feedback so far. Um, We're excited to do more episodes. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. I hope you have a great rest of the week. Again, visit us at thecastbros.com. Go to our Instagram, at thecastbros, Facebook, at thecastbros. Um, I hope we were able to give you some fun pandemic pastimes to think over. And until next time. Take care now. Bye-bye then. <laughs>